going to interrupt the uh, the usual intro because uh, we've got a bit of a, a wild episode here. So uh, the the episode that you're going to hear was recorded like two months ago, just after the first Obi Wan Kenobi trailer came out, which was like March, I think, wasn't it, John? Something like March. Something like that. Something like that. And uh, it it because of various life busyness, <laughs> I never got around to editing that podcast so it never drops as our loyal listeners would have noticed we haven't published a new episode of the podcast in a couple of months um and i was finally getting around to editing it and then a new obi-wan kenobi trailer dropped on may 4th not too long ago um so i thought what we'd do is we uh we'd record our uh reaction to the new kenobi trailer and tag it on to the end of the episode that we originally recorded for the first obi-wan kenobi trailer so we will uh we'll send you back all the way to the beginning a couple months ago for our original obi-wan kenobi trailer thoughts and then you can join us in the present day talking about the new trailer at the end of that trailer discussion that's a really long-winded and confusing explanation of the situation isn't it Kind of like you're trying to describe the plot to like a time travel movie, <laughs> basically. Yeah. So, uh, so past self, past tense. John and Dan will uh, will now take it away. <laughs> Welcome to episode forty-seven of Live Invaders Castle. As always, you're joined by your two hosts, myself Dan Macquarie and my co-host John Lee. How are we doing, John? We're back again. Yeah. Hello there. Uh, yeah. All good here, Dan. How how are things your end? Good. Um, I'm just recovered from COVID. I got hit finally. The second of the the two podcast hosts to get hit. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was the first to fall. You're the first to fall. I was the second. Um, so if my voice goes in weird directions, if I start coughing uncontrollably, I'll, I'll try and mute myself. But I might not. So just bear that in mind. If my voice sounds like shit, I have had the COVID uh, and it was pretty rough to be honest. So glad to be back and talking about Star Wars as always. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing to, uh, nothing to lift your spirits uh, after a, a bout of a, of a deadly worldwide pandemic or virus and uh, talking about a bit of Star Wars. And what's, of course. Nothing better. Of course. And we finally had a ch- an opportunity now to get around to uh, talking about Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi, the uh, the trailer that dropped, I feel like it was a couple of weeks ago now, and we finally got the chance to talk about it. Oh, yes, I remember. I remember when this dropped, oh, the, the hype. I mean, I think it was literally like the, the 10th of March, something like that, 9th of March, so two, three weeks, two and a half weeks, something like that. But uh, yeah, we've finally been blessed. To be honest, I know that they were filming it all, and like, you know, you McGregor had spoken about it briefly in a couple of interviews and stuff, but... And obviously Hayden Christian was confirmed on it as well, but I still wasn't 100% behind it. I was like, it's, it seems too good to be true. I was like, could I be, could I be dreaming this? Are they going to pull the plug last minute or some, something, some other thing going to happen? Like we're going to go for a COVID part two and it's going to get cancelled. The, the, the confirmation that this show is actually happening on May the 25th, I believe. Is that the date? May the 25th streaming exclusively on Disney Plus. How exciting. It's finally arrived. As you said, the return of Ewan McGregor, Hayden Christensen, something that I guess I never thought would happen. And it's finally happening. And it was certainly a trailer, wasn't it? Oh, Lord, yes. I mean... Before we, uh, before I mean, we dive into the trailer, should we uh, 
it can take take yourself back to the, the the day the trailer came out. Do you remember your experience of watching it for the first time? Were you were you sat at home in bed? Did you did you get a, a spam of messages in a group chat on your phone saying there's a Kenobi trailer out? Were you like me? Were you sat in a car parked on the side of the road in Edinburgh watching it? How how did you consume the trailer? I mean, if I'm actually going to be honest, I can't remember, <laughs> which is disgusting. Nice. <laughs> what? I feel like I was at work. I have a funny feeling that I was just sitting at my desk and I just watched it. Although I feel like that that might not be right. But I mean, that, that does sound like my day at work, to be honest. Um, just like put everything on pause and then just like whip out the, the phone. There's a kind of trailer. I'll join this meeting in 10 minutes. Uh, probably how it went, but I, I actually can't remember. I feel like I, I watched was, it after you guys. I think I was doing yeah, something. I think I might have been the first because like I was driving in my little van across Edinburgh and my phone was just like dinging away and I was like, oh, something's happened. And then it was like Kenobi trailer. And then as soon as I got to where I was going, I like pulled up on the side of the road, <laughs> got my phone out. <laughs> I was just like Kenobi trailer. And I was just like sat there in the car just like screaming getting so excited <laughs> there were people like walking past looking at me like what is this kid doing he's just sat in his car on his phone just like screaming and shouting um but i loved it i watched it like three times sat in the car and then i had to go and do what i was doing and then i watched it like 10 more times later on but it was a oh it was a great experience yeah no i was definitely at work because i watched it the one time and then i was like nice and i had to go back to work <clears throat> which is unfortunate and then I think, yeah, I got home and watched it a few more times. And while I, in between, sending emails at work, I was scrolling through Twitter to uh, to see the, the hype surrounding it and see what everyone else was saying. Um, yeah, that was I, certainly uh, yeah, a day, remember, remember a that. lot of hype. It was definitely the most hype the Star Wars fandom's been in a, in a while, I reckon. Just everyone on Twitter was really going off about the trailer. I think Disney Plus are probably banking on this one, being a huge financial hit for them because I think it's got the world gripped. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like the first time in a while that, well, it was uh, definitely the one of the few and far between moments when like, at least for 15, 20 minutes, the whole Star Wars Twitter just like comes together and is just like, oh my God, like, I can't believe we have this. And then after that 20 minutes, they decided to moan about a few things in the trailer, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a minute. But it was it was nice for the for the 15, 20 minutes that we got. The <laughs> unanimous, just like, oh my God, look at what we've got here. The unanimous Kenobi looks great before the complaints about the Grand Inquisitor's head. That <laughs> 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 was, of course, we're going to entail afterwards because it's Star Wars and that's what the fandom does. Yeah, but I mean, you McGregor, Oh, I think I don't know why. I mean, I know why he doesn't just rock that beard all the time because he, he actually does rock it. But God, that man looks sexy in a beard. Oh, it was <laughs> just it was, uh, his look. It was good to see him back in the iconic episode three Kenobi look. I just I wanted to, to crack out a hello there and a couple of so uncivilized and just a few of his quips because I was just feeling revenge of the CFO on Kenobi all over again. It was beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I think. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, I think, seeing like where he's at, obviously in this show. Like, um, I want to say like quip wise, but that's not really what I mean. Just like tonally, where he's at, because obviously with the Obi Wan we know, you know, the man's the the banter's top form. I feel like will he be on such a banterous form with like you know everyone always mates are dead around him. He's in hiding. Will, will we still get the same quippy 
Obi-Wan Kenobi with the one-liners and the sarcastic yeah. remarks here and there. I don't know. I oh, think yeah. he's going to be a pretty pretty down bad Kenobi, I think, at the end of the day. I think he's going to be pretty depressed and sad about the state of the galaxy. He's clearly punishing himself for uh, for Vader because we've seen that he's like living in a cave in one of those Entertainment Weekly photos. So I don't know if, I think maybe he might return to the hopeful quippy Kenobi towards the end of the series, but I reckon episode one, he's going to be a pretty miserable and downbeaten Kenobi. Maybe he's just drinking bottles of Spotchka in his cave, just getting all sad, crying about the state of the galaxy, which, I mean, you can't blame him, can you? No, exactly. I think, yeah, the first episode is going to be a, an emotional one, but I, mean, I reckon, I agree. I reckon by the end it'll be a, if you would shit himself up, he'd be on a more high hopes. I mean, by the time we see a, Old Ben Kenobi and you know New Hope as uh, Alec Guinness, you know he's he's got a little bit of form about him. You know he's a uh, you know he whips a joke out here yeah, and there. He's yeah. chatting to Luke. You know, Back to saying hello there. The whole time. Yeah. yeah, So I'm assuming there'll be some highs and lows on the uh, sands of Tatooine. It's not going to be all. Uh, it's not all going to be sad times. Sad well, I definitely time. think that was the the vibe the trailer was going for. You know, it had the big bit at the end where it said Hope survives. So clearly they're hinging this story on you know even in. The, probably the darkest period of Obi-Wan Kenobi's life. There's still that element of hope, which is obviously Luke being the, you know, the future of the Jedi. And hopefully the one that, that who Kenobi believes is the chosen one who will eventually, you know, defeat the empire and that sort of thing. So I think there's still the element of the hopefulness in Star Wars. I think that's probably going to be Obi-Wan Kenobi's um, emotional journey is going from blaming himself for everything and hating himself for all that's gone wrong to being like, look, Anakin fell because of the choices that Anakin made. It's not 100% my fault. I tried my best. There's no saving him. Let's hope Luke can do it because I've tried my best and I haven't done well. Yeah, 100%. I think he needs to learn to uh, forgive himself, you know, and realise that, yeah, there is hope right in front of him, sitting on a sitting on the edge of his uncle's house, pretending to be in a speeder, uh, his old, oh, old that moment, Skywalker. That moment. I didn't expect to see that in the trailer whatsoever. I was like, I expected we might get a glimpse of Luke in the show, but I was like, that's going to be something we're never going to see until like the final episode or something. But no, they just come out straight away, drop little mini Luke Skywalker in the trailer. That was the moment. I think that was the first moment I like, screamed in the car I was just like oh my god it's Luke <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it was sick oh yeah it was a surprise to see him I mean um, I think he would have been in episode one at least I think you know just because maybe not right at the end towards episode one it would have been maybe Obi-Wan realising that he's actually got a mission to accomplish instead of hiding out in a cave um, but I didn't expect to see him in the trailer so I think that was a I mean it is I think it's just one of those things and it? it's like it's a big it's a big character to reveal, but then it's not because it's like really obvious that yeah, like everyone knows definitely. he's only sitting there because of Luke. So like yeah, everyone expects yeah. to see him, but then obviously it's like it's Luke Skywalker, so it's like a big character, but then it's like not. But yeah, yeah we, we know we know he was there for 20 years watching over Luke. So hmm. I guess we should expect it. But at the same time, it was still like, oh my god, Luke Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. And then um <clears throat> it's literally like right after that shot, isn't it? Is get the moment that made me uh, you know, like that was, the, ne- the next moment there was obviously the old Jewel of the Fates music comes in and, uh, that was you know, you've seen the meme where um, it's like Tom from Tom and Jerry's like laying at the bottom of the staircase and his like soul like ascends to heaven like, that's, that's how I felt at that moment it's just like this is like oh lord take me as uh, the opening line of Jewel of the Fates uh, erupts 
across my through my ears in my airpods oh, it was just like oh so good here we go so good yeah because it was like quite a sort of a nice opening you know you had that nice little sort of like you know tatooine remix of some of like the classic sort of prequel music and then uh and then yeah like it just oh no sorry with remix of like the original trilogy music and then you just got you know kenobi and his eop wandering around tatooine you know um you know him saying we lost the war is over stay hidden and i'm just like okay cool sets the scene and it just comes in with the glorious duel of the fates over the Lucasfilm logo. And I was like, damn, they're going for it with this one. This is a, this is definitely bridging the gaps from the prequels and the original trilogy. Very obviously right now. Hmm. I'm certain. I mean, one thing that did make me laugh about the, the, the whole duel of fates bit in that trailer though, is like the, the, it's the classic bit like the memes afterwards is like, there's the classic ones of like Lucasfilm or like Disney being like, all right, John Williams, that's too hard. It's just an Obi-Wan trailer. And it's just like some guy uh, sitting at a piano with a sight on fire. And it's like, do these people making the memes not realize that John Williams wrote this song? Like what was that? 20 years ago. <laughs> like not specifically whack this out for the trailer. <laughs> Yeah, because obviously we know that John Williams has been involved with Kenobi, but I think the confirmation was that he just wrote the sort of like the hero theme for the show and then there's been a different composer who's done the rest of this course. This would have just been the the trailer people editing it and being like, oh, like, what are we going to put over the Lucasfilm logo? Oh yeah, Duel of the Fates, come on, let's go. So that was a great decision from the, uh, from the editors of the trailer. It certainly got me hooked. And then to go from that into... Battle of the Heroes into Anakin's Dark Deeds was like, geez, they're really playing with that with that prequel music in this. Yeah, 100%. That was a great, great use of um, <clears throat> the two, the, the you know, the two bits of music there. I mean, for like more casual fans, I suppose, like this would probably be like all the, the Revenge of the Sith, you know, like all the prequels would be like the last bit they've seen of like Obi-Wan's character, um, I guess. Because I mean, we obviously see him in like Rebels and, uh, like Clone Wars and stuff, but for more casual fans, the prequels is probably the last thing they saw of Obi Wan, like in the story leading up to the original trilogy. So it's a nice little way to bridge the gap for the for the character for the casual fans and stuff, and obviously bring our hearts back to that timeline as where we're where we're sitting at. Like we're sitting, you know, for like a couple of weeks after Revenge of the Sith or something like that, or like um, not a couple of weeks, a couple of years ten, after. Ten Revenge years. Of the Sith. I think it's ten yeah, years. We're exactly years. halfway between um, episode three and four, so it's that like perfect middle ground for. Bridging, bridging the eras. Yeah, exactly. I mean, one of the most iconic bits of music in all of Star Wars, you know, Jewel of the Fates, you know, that that um that fight that really set the uh set the destiny for the Star Wars universe, um, after that the the result of that fight, uh, and then leading into the to the next massive fight that set the set the new timeline for the Star Wars universe, which is uh Obi Wan versus Anakin. You know, those yeah, exactly. are two biggest fights I'd say in the you know, obviously in the prequels. Uh, that shaped the Star Wars universe we get in the original trilogy. So great to see those bits of music being used by the uh, by the editors. Very clever from them. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, Battle of the Heroes, you know, symbolising the fight between uh, Obi Wan and Vader, the first fight between them, um, and you know, I imagine hinting at what we're going to see next. And then just getting that little bit of um, Anakin's dark deeds playing over the Obi Wan Kenobi sort of title screen at the end of the trailer with Vader's breath coming in, just confirming what we all already knew, which is that, you know, Vader's back and 
even though Kenobi's got some inquisitors to deal with first, he's his uh, his ultimate foe in this series is going to be Darth Vader himself. So what a what a beautiful way to do it with obviously the iconic breathing and then the the music, which really represents Anakin's fall to the dark side. So yeah, they knew what they were doing. They understood the assignment for this trailer hundred percent. Yeah, I mean that the breathing at the end as well. Oh, chills! It was. I feel like it was a. It was more recently than obviously the announcement of the Obi Wan series that Hayden Christensen was going to be in it. Or I'm trying to remember actually. So obviously, there was a lot of rumors about Obi Wan being. Oh, it's oh, it's been for every. It's been for everything. It was originally going to be a film, yeah. an Obi Wan Kenobi film, and then then it was a series with you and and then it was a series with you and Anne Hayden, and oh, it's just been mm. up and down, and then it got delayed and push back and pause production and oh, that's I think the point earlier of like us not even believing it was real until we saw the trailer it's like been through such a, a wobbly history it's uh this really had us on like you know on, on a fish hook with uh with uh this this other one I mean we've we, we've got the hook in our mouth of the, the old announcement or like the, the rumours of the Obi-Wan series or film, you know, and then they gave us a bit of line with uh, with a bit more about confirmed details. Then they reel us back in with, oh, no, his production's been pushed back. And now we're off again with the old Hayden Christensen um, being in it and Darth Vader, you know, Darth Vader and stuff. So it's just back and forth, teasing us every step of the way. Like it was never just going to be, Obviously, because of COVID and everything, it was never just going to be Obi Wan series coming out here. And this, this is everyone that's in it. It's going to, and we're filming it now, and it's going to be out then. You know, because of COVID and everything, it's been so up in the air. But we're almost there. We're almost across the finish line for this. And I'll be, I'll be straight away. I'm, I'm expecting Disney Plus to just crash the day it comes out. Like whatever time it comes out, then one. It was at like eight AM normally or something like that. Like Disney Plus just crashes. Everyone's just trying to jump online and uh, and check out Obi Wan straight away. Yeah, I know. I kind of I know. Obviously, the the day they booked it is for their usual Wednesday slots, but I wish it was going to be like a Saturday or something so I could actually get up and watch it. But sadly, w- with work, I'm not going to be able to see it, so I'm going to have to wait until the evening and try and avoid Twitter like the plague all day, so I don't get any spoilers. But yeah, I reckon you'll be right. I reckon the internet's going to crash that day because everyone's just going to be all Kenobi hyped. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think I'm tempted to actually just leave my phone at home that day when I go to work and just try and avoid all spoilers as possible. Just actually actually do a proper nine to five shift and uh, see how that goes. Yeah, then instead of sitting there on my phone watching TikToks for an hour and scrolling through Twitter. Basically, you're going to actually do your job that day. <laughs> I, might, I might have to. You know, I have to I, otherwise, I'll just, be, I'll just be spammed with everyone's spoilers. I mean, it's just what a shame, but it's just going to have to one of those things. Yeah, it'll be all notifications on mute that day. And uh, we'll definitely be posted on the Life from Vader's Castle Instagram account. Do not message us <laughs> any spoilers because <laughs> we will cry. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not even sure what they can uh, what they can put in the um, like first episode that will really be like a, a huge spoiler, but uh, I can imagine there'll be something, so... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Jesus, don't let happen. I have a feeling this show is going to be more of like a slow build. I don't think it was obviously going to be slow. I mean, the trailer showed us it's going to be pretty action packed with Inquisitors and stuff like that. But I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, obviously in the trailer we see Kenobi leaves Tatooine and goes to this other planet, the sort of Hong Kong looking urban planet, which I think is called Dayu. I think they've confirmed it's a new planet. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if all of that happens in the second episode and episode one is literally just 
Kenobi on Tatooine. And then, you know, we get some side story with the Inquisitors, you know, getting whiff of someone on Tatooine or something like that. Um, but I think it's going to be a slow burn. I think we're not going to see Vader properly until like halfway through the series. You know, their conflict isn't going to be till the finale. And I'm absolutely okay with that. I want to see the character work build throughout the series. I want to see the tension build. I want to see the cat and mouse chase of Inquisitors chasing Kenobi. And and then I want it to all have that climactic big finale with Vader and Kenobi having the fight that we're waiting for. I don't want that to be rushed. I don't want that to be like... Oh, here's the the show where Kenobi and Vader have a fight once an episode for six weeks. Uh, we don't need that. We, we want a nice slow build. And I think people should manage expectations. I think it's going to be a great show, but it might like for out the bat. Don't think we should expect like you know Vader to walk into Tatooine in episode one. Yeah, I mean it's, it's a difficult one, isn't it? I mean because <clears throat> I, I do agree with you. I think it's going to be like a, a slower a slower build, which then hypes up really massively towards the end with like Vader and stuff. I mean, it, this uh, this is really the rematch of the, the century, the one that's been building ever since that line in a in a New Hope um, of uh, Vader being like, "What was it? Last time you met, you was the master or whatever." Um, I can't actually remember the line. Last time we met, I was but the but the learner was it? I was but the learner. La- yeah, the learner. Yeah, that line. I mean, and then most but of the fans just assumed. Yeah, and obviously after we got that fight on um, in Revenge of the Sith on uh, Mustafar, that's what most of the fans are assuming that was the fight they were talking about. But now, now we're, everyone's assuming there's going to be a nice little rematch in this show. But I mean, I think if if the rematch did end up happening in Episode One, I would personally not enjoy that. I'd be like, I'm like, what what the hell? Like, it's just like too off the bat. So I like the idea of a, a nice slow burn. Um, series you know with a few inquisitors here and there maybe to up the action every now and again Um, we've definitely got a few inquisitors the trailer's definitely shown us at least four i think we've seen the grand inquisitor the fifth brother um another sort of inquisitor that we see like at the table in the fortress inquisitorious and then we've got this new inquisitor called reva or reva um we don't know what which sister she is um but she's a new character so I'm I'm a big fan of Inquisitors, helicopter lightsabers and all. So I'm really excited to to learn more about the Inquisitors and see more of the Inquisitors. Obviously, we, you know, just after the big Duel of the Fates moment in the trailer that we were talking about, we see the Inquisitor ship flying over the Fortress Inquisitorius that we first saw in um, Jedi Fallen Order. Um, I can't remember what the name of that, that planet was, but it was like a moon just next to Mustafar. So it was like... Um, it's a planet like right there next to Mustafar. And if you haven't played Jedi Fallen Order, Cal Kestis goes there. Um, and that's where all the, that's the castle that all the Inquisitors live in. And it's near Mustafar, so Vader can keep an eye on them and drop in on them and beat them up if they're crossing the line too much. So I think it's going to be really exciting to like get in depth with the Inquisitors, you know, see a bit more of the Grand Inquisitor as well. We'll get into that later on. Um, and then see like characters like the fifth brother that we clearly see in the trailer as well. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to spend some time with Inquisitors. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping we see a little bit of, uh, yeah, Vader giving the Inquisitors the old beat down because he is, the man is absolutely ruthless to his, uh, to his pupils, uh, the Inquisitors. I mean, was it in the, is it in the Charles Soul run or the one before that where like he just chops off one of their hands or something when, um, yeah, yeah, going for a sparring session. 
Yeah, it's the Charles Soule run when he him just bullied the Inquisitors for loads of issues of that comic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He cuts off one's hand. He kills two of them, doesn't he? Because they had like a little romance going. Um, so it'd be nice to see him keeping that trend up and just like taking no shit and just being like, "You're not performing very well." And there you go. Off, off goes your arm. You know, do better next time, sort of thing. Uh, yeah. I'd be nice to see a bit of that, a bit more of a you know like the ferocious side of Vader that I think. Um, we see a lot in you know other shows like uh, Rebels, you know, uh, in the comics, you know, and all the things like that. But I don't think we've really seen properly on on screen before. Not not probably since since uh, like the Rogue One hallway scene. Like I want something along those lines, but against you know with the Inquisitors, where it's just like taking no shit, and it's like I'm the big bad boss. Like, this is it. Yeah, yeah, and we know for a fact that obviously like there's a peck in order in terms of how the Inquisitors work and. You know, Vader's Palpatine has put Vader in charge of the Inquisitors, and they're like, you know, they're Jedi hunters that he can use at his disposal. But there's also moments in like the comics and stuff where Vader's like, "Screw you guys, I'm going to do this myself. Like, I'm I'm better than you." So there's that whole dynamic, and there's obviously the role that the Grand Inquisitor plays because he is, you know, in charge of the Inquisitors, but still, you know, Vader's underling. So it'll be interesting to see. I kind of want to see some like in t- in sort of internal inquisitor politics, you know, a little bit of backstabbing here and there between the inquisitors. I'm sort of, I've seen a couple of people theorizing that this uh, Reva character who um, <clears throat> is played by Moses Ingram, I believe who we see in the, like quite significantly in the trailer. I like the idea that some people have got that she might be like an inquisitor who, um, at some point might be tempted back towards the light. I think it might be, she is a character that we haven't seen before. We know what happens to the Grand Inquisitor. We know what happens to the Fifth Brother. <clears throat> Don't know what happens to this Inquisitor. So, you know, it could be this is the <clears throat> Inquisitor that we get some backstory for. Maybe she was a Jedi who fought in the Clone Wars. Obviously, we know that a lot of Inquisitors are, you know, former fallen Jedi or stuff like that. So it might be interesting to get some backstory about this new Inquisitor, find out what she's all about. But I'd like to see lots of, you know, it'd be good to spend some proper time with the Inquisitors and really find out what make them tick and what goes on in the Fortress Inquisitorious. And I think the trailer definitely definitely sold us on the fact that the Inquisitors are going to be a pretty massive part to play in the show. And that's something that really excites me. I think it's one of the really cool things that um that got added to the canon when uh, when Disney took over. I think Filoni did a great job with the Inquisitors in Star Wars Rebels. I've been re-watching Rebels recently and I'm still on board with the helicopter lightsabers as wacky and as wild as it is. I think it I think it works. I want to see some live action flying around Inquisitors and helicopter sabers just to really annoy people. <laughs> I want it all. Oh man, uh, the the kind of like excitement slash laughter I put out when I saw the old helicopter lightsaber return in the uh in the trailer, I was like, oh my god. I was like, we're still we're still going with these, are we? I mean it hasn't gone there, full uh, helicopter yet. We've just gone like stable spinning lightsaber. We're not full helicopter yet. <laughs> yeah, true, but it's only inevitable, isn't it? It's gonna happen. I reckon there'll be some sort of like wild chase scene across I don't know, maybe that new planet we saw in the trailer. Like everyone thinks he's gotten away or something, and then so the helicopter lightsaber comes out, and everyone's just going to be like, "The fuck is this?" <laughs> or something, something like that. He's going to be like baffled. Well, we saw the fifth brother on that planet that we know that they're chasing Obi Wan Kenobi on. So I reckon 
fifth brother comes flying through the sky on his helicopter lightsaber like he did in Rebels, I'd back it 100%. <laughs> I'm always just surprised Vader lets him get away with that. I can't imagine uh, Vader looking at looking and watching them performing with those lightsabers and being like, this is ridiculous. You make them look like fools. Yeah, Vader saw it and he was like, now this is pod racing. That's what he was saying. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. I I definitely think like Filoni got a hold of the scripts and he was like, guys, this is a pretty good show. Like I'm I'm buzzing. I can't wait to see what happens. He was like, I want to add a few things. Firstly, helicopter lightsabers. Hear me out. (laughs) Not enough helicopter lightsabers. (laughs) You know what I mean? What's the first episode we see those in? Because whenever I think about them, I always think about them in the old... um... Twilight Apprentice, I think, maybe is the episode of Rebels. Yeah, it, yeah. That's when I first pictured them in my head. So I, I don't think, yeah, I don't think they were in season one because it was only the Grand Inquisitor in season one. I don't think he ever used it. I think it actually might have been Twilight the Apprentice might have been the first time that we saw the helicopter sabers because when they're fighting with Maul and that on top of like the Sith Temple, they just keep on like pushing the Inquisitors off the edge and they just fly away on their like, helicopter lightsabers. Oh, I love it. It's just so weird, but it just, it's funny. We just need it in the show just for the memes. Just just to see people who haven't seen Rebels be like, Disney have ruined Star Wars. They made lightsabers into helicopters. Grr. I think we need to take it one step further and uh, they should put them on like, they should... Some of the Inquisitors should have like uh, little biplanes with a lightsaber at the front, and they, they use that to fly around on, <laughs> on the like, on a, the water- like a World War Two Spitfire <laughs> on the water- like a lightsaber <laughs> at the front on the water planet that they've got the fortress on. They just sit on like an ironing board and then put the the lightsaber into the water, and it acts as like a little <laughs> propeller, just like like a speedboat motor, just like pushing them through the water. Yeah, I say Disney. How creative can we get with yeah, these helicopter lightsabers? <laughs> take it one step for every episode. Just take it one step further. Oh, 100%. So should we should we talk about the uh, the the big controversy of the trailer? The the Grand Inquisitor's uh, pinhead looking marshmallow looking head <laughs> that everyone's been really upset about. You know. When I first watched the trailer, I literally thought nothing of it. I was just like, oh, cool, the Grand Inquisitor. Like, he looks all right. Like, from, like, animated to live action. Like, nothing ever translates particularly, like, brilliantly. I mean, um, look at Count Dooku, for example. Like, God, blimey, how long do they think Christopher Lee's face was in the Clone Wars? But we move. <clears throat> um, so when I watched the, the, the trailer, I thought nothing of it. And then, obviously, as I was scrolling through Twitter, as I said earlier, I was like, well, everyone seems to be really pissed off about this. <laughs> I was like, I didn't think anything. But then, to be fair, I did see one post and it was like, it had the picture of the guy from Revenge of the Sith, you know, just before Obi-Wan's fight with General Grievous, who is, I mean, I just took the word of the person on Twitter, which was foolish of me, I'm sure, but is the same race as the Grand Inquisitor. Yeah, and they do yeah look both completely different. Yeah, 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 both powers, yeah. They do look completely different. I was like, all right, that is a bit strange, but I'm not going to like, be annoyed about it <laughs> yeah i do like i think my overall opinion is i would like his head to be a little bit slimmer and a little bit taller but in the grand scheme of things 
it's not going to ruin my enjoyment of the show. Like it, the show still looks sick. I think Rupert Friend, his name is the actor, is a brilliant actor. I think he's going to kill the Grand Inquisitor. I think his dialogue in the trailer was like really chilling and really effective. And I think he's going to be great. Would I like the head to be a little bit more like a tall, long Squidward head? Yes, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna complain about it too much. I think that, uh, as he said, the translation between live action and Animation is always a bone of contention, you know, of Ahsoka's um, Montreal's not being long enough and this and that. So I think that, you know, it's always going to be something that people are going to pick up on. I don't think it's going to take my enjoyment of the show away at all. So we'll see how it goes. But, I, you know, I'm just dead excited to see the Grand Inquisitor because I think he's a really interesting character. And I think if they dive into some of his backstory as well with him being a former Jedi Temple guard who... Palpatine had his eyes on early as like a potential ally after the Jedi fall. I think there's a lot of interesting stuff to be done there. Yeah, I understand. I mean, I just think I agree with you. Like, it's not take my enjoyment away, mostly because I didn't notice in the first place. Um, so it's not going to like take me out of the show or anything. I just, it just these sort of things. Like, um, I I do just wonder, like whoever's sitting there in like the creative studio booth, you know, doing like the CGI or whatever. I'm just wondering, like, why they why they made it different than like what we've seen for previous races before. Like, it's, it's just a rather peculiar. I think is the only thing I say about it. It's just I'm not complaining, and I'm like, no, um, as I said, like, it's not going to take me out of the show. And like, to be honest, I really couldn't care less about you know. I'm just appreciating what we've got, um, which is an Obi Wan show with, with an excellent character. They say like as Granny because the I just find it peculiar. Like, yeah, I imagine would it just be easier to take the model yeah. we've already got and. I think it might have been a prosthetic thing. It might have been just like the prosthetic that they would have needed to use to get the face right. Could have, you know, made it difficult for them to do fight scenes with the character because obviously the character in prosthetics and Revenge of the Sith just stands around and does nothing. And obviously the Grand Inquisitor is going to be, I imagine, leaping around all over the place. Maybe it's just a practical practicality thing. Maybe it, you know, invaded upon... Um, the actor's ability to perform uh, you know who knows maybe it was a budget thing I, don't, I likely don't think it was a budget I don't know um, they might have tried it and thought this looks ridiculous let's just go with the size of Rupert Friend's normal head who knows um, I guess we will probably never know unless they do a gallery episode specifically dedicated to the Grand Inquisitor's head which wouldn't surprise <laughs> me because <laughs> they like to react a little bit to sort of how the fandom <laughs> comes out about stuff um so yeah it'd be interesting but i yeah in the grand scheme of things it's so little we're getting a show about obi-wan kenobi getting hunted by inquisitors and darth vader i don't think i care about the size of the grand inquisitor's head even though it would be cooler if it was slightly longer and thinner but who cares yeah i mean that's, that's a good point about like practicality reasons because you are right like the character in the render the sith stands there says about the three lines of dialogue and then he's never seen again so it's easy, you know, you can be in some sort of like awful prosthetic, prosthetics for that, I suppose. And then, but yeah, as you said, the Grand Inquisitor is probably leaping about and shit like that. So yeah, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good point. Um, oh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I thought the uh, the fifth brother looked pretty good. Um, yeah, he did actually. Yeah, yeah. I think some people were like, his skin tone isn't the same in the show. It's like, oh my god! I I think that's probably more a lighting thing than anything. It's probably the really like the off grey that happens in Rebels. I think just wouldn't pick up so well on live action cinematic lighting. I think the fifth yeah. brother looks really cool, and I'm excited to see 
It's Sun Kang, I believe, who plays uh, Han in Fast and Furious, who is uh, the fifth brother. And I think that'll be really exciting to see. Um, he's a great actor. It'll be good to see what he does with the fifth brother. I think that's a character that we didn't know much about really in Rebels, apart from we know he dies in Rebels, but we don't really know much about his backstory. So we could learn a bit more there. Um, Timeline wise, I don't know if this is set before, because I don't think we ever got like a time of when Jedi Fallen Order takes place. So I don't know if the likes of like the, is it the, the, is it the ninth sister, the massive Doatin one that you, the uh, cow kills. And then obviously there's yeah, the, the second so. sister as well. So there's like a couple of the ones from Fallen Order, which depending on whether this is after or before Fallen Order, we may or may not see as well. Who knows? But it's Inquisitors. It'll be good fun. Mm, yeah, 100%. One of the other cosmetic options I'm interested to see, I mean, I don't actually know if we've seen this already and I completely missed it. <laughs> but like, uh, I'm interested to see like the subtle changes that they've, that they've or non-changes that they do to Vader. I feel like every time we see Vader in like live action, he does look slightly different from like what we've seen in like the original trilogy. Obviously, the original trilogy looks different from like Revenge of the Sith. And then I think in Rogue One, Rogue One, looks, One yeah, he looks slightly, slightly different. different as well. Yeah. So I'm interested to see like what minute changes they, they're, they're going to make for Vader because, you know, it's, I mean, it's like, again, I think it's in like the Charles Soul comic, you know, he like makes him like tinker, he tinkers with his, his armour a, a bit like here and there. And obviously there is clearly cosmetic changes between like the film. So obviously Vader or Anakin, you know, decides to uh, add some add some accessories here and there or take things out. So I'm interested to see if there'll be any accessory differences <clears throat> or cosmetic yeah. differences there. I don't know, yeah. if we haven't had a, poster for you well, they, yeah, they released a picture but it was like it was sort of just quite steamy and it was just like you could tell it was vader but you didn't really get a lot of detail of like what vader's properly going to look like so it didn't didn't really help that much in telling us but yeah i don't know i'm sure that they'll probably try and keep the design fairly sort of similar to what we've already seen i like the idea that like when vader comes out of his meditation chamber he's got like a cupboard with like different helmets <laughs> <laughs> so there's like the one in Rebels, which is obviously like really like the art style in Rebels is like quite extreme. It's based on like the Ralph Macquarie original drawings of Vader. And I just like the idea that that is one of the helmets he has in the cupboard. And he's like, oh, I'm going to go for this one today. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Because I mean, I'm trying to think, well, there was one difference. There was like a big, there was a big difference to the Rogue One. Was it his eyes? The, the Rogue Red. Because I watched Rogue One the other day and I felt that the Rogue One helmet felt a bit like shorter, like stubbier mm. around his head, but I'm not 100% sure. I, know, I can't remember, but either way, he's going to be you know, badass. I'm, I'm hoping we get some cool back to tank scenes as well with Vader. Maybe like, a, you know, some real focusing on like what he's up to at the moment and like what he like is going through and stuff. Because I mean, Again, for like more casual fans, you don't really, we don't, you don't really get to pry into the psyche of like Vader and 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 stuff like that. I mean, it's mostly like, I mean, personally for me, I get most of, I've got most of that information from like the the comic books and stuff. So I think it'd be nice for like casual fans to get, maybe get some more Vader time and like back to tank stuff. Because I mean, obviously the big the big point of why everyone wants Vader in this show is to get that the big duel between him and um <clears throat> him and Obi Wan stuff. But I think. You know, we've got six episodes, hour long. I'm hoping we can get a bit more, bit more out of Vader than just him swinging a lightsaber back and forth. You know, maybe get some, some interesting looks into 
what makes him, you know, such an interesting villain. Because I mean, he's such a he's such a tortured soul that you almost feel sorry for him at times. You know, when you read certain comics or like when you watch certain episodes of uh, like Rebels, you know, like you know, like towards the end of like Clone Wars and stuff. Um, so it'd be nice for like more casual fans who I'm sure will probably leap onto this or like attach themselves to this Obi Wan show just because it's a character that they've. You know, it's an actor and a character they've they've seen before and get on board with quite quickly, uh, as opposed to like comics and stuff. It takes a bit more um, dedication. Um, I'm hoping that they can get a bit more Vader time and you know get to get to understand Vader a bit better, as like the more like hardcore fans do from like the other multimedium. Mm. Yeah, no, couldn't agree more. I definitely want to see some some back to tank time. I'd love to see. I don't think we will see it, but I'd love to see some like Vader in the Force sort of thing that we saw in. Um, the the Charles Soul comics, obviously some like flashbacks to Anakin. I think most people would agree they want to see whether we see it or not. Who knows? But obviously they did the whole like when Boba Fett was in the back to he had like his flashbacks. It'd be really cool if there was an episode like just set like halfway through the series, like just set like in Vader's castle. So obviously it would be hype for us being able to see the Vader's castle again. And um, it'd be cool if it was just like him in the back to with like some like flashbacks to like him and Obi-Wan like fighting together in the Clone Wars and like Vader trying to suppress the memories because you know that's like that's the Jedi that doesn't exist anymore Anakin was weak and Vader's strong now and that sort of thing I think like that element of Vader is a really interesting part of his character and it'd be good if they could explore that and I'm sure they're gonna you know get some Clone Wars flashbacks in there at some point but I'd almost like to see them from Vader's perspective of him being like trying to suppress the flashbacks and not want to remember um, I think that could be pretty cool. But I just rewatched Rogue One literally like two days ago and I completely forgot that in Rogue One there was a scene of uh, Vinay coming into um, Vader's bedroom, I guess, in Vader's castle and with Vader sort of draining the back to tank. Like I'd love some more scenes of like that and seeing like what goes on in Vader's castle and seeing like his, his setup and everything and the back to tank and stuff. I think that would be really cool to see and I think we're definitely like... I think Vader's a character which is like you don't want to humanize him too much because he is still Darth Vader and he's still this like just ruthless killer that has fallen from that fallen from good to evil. But I think at the same time there is some elements of Vader which is interesting to humanize and that tortured part of his his soul and everything like that I think would be really interesting to see. And I think obviously the whole point of this show is that Obi-Wan won't be able to bring Vader back to the light. We know that because Vader doesn't come back to the light until Luke. Like we see Ahsoka fail in Rebels. I'm sure we're going to see Obi-Wan fail in this to bring Anakin back. And I think, so to see that, I think we do need to see Vader not be humanized too much because I think we need to just understand that Anakin has completely fallen to evil and the only person who could ever save him is his son, you know 10 years down the line and at this point in time he's you know he's good as good as gone but i do think it'll be interesting to see a little bit of that tension between the, the goodness which does still exist in vader however buried deep it might be and how that sort of plays into kenobi's journey as a as a as a jedi and as a as a lost soul in this series i think it's all going to be very interesting i'm very excited yeah i mean <clears throat> speaking of clone wars flashbacks as as I'm, I'm going to paint you a scene because I think this would be unreal. Is uh, Obi Wan or like 
the scene opens and it's like one of those it's one of those deleted ones that they never used in Clone Wars. I can't remember what episode it's on, but it's when Anakin and Obi Wan like stranded on some planet. And uh, I'm sure I'm sure everyone's seen this like on TikTok or like whatever like on YouTube. But it's like Obi Wan and Anakin having a discussion about Ahsoka leaving the Order, and uh, Anakin's like really like fuming, he's upset. <laughs> And everyone's like, you know, it was her choice to leave, blah, blah, blah. And Anakin's like, well, how would you feel if I turned out to be some sort of big disappointment? Uh, you know, and Obi-Wan's like, well, I'm sure that'll never happen as he's like trying to get some sleep. And then like in the uh, in the unused scene, there's like, it cuts to like Anakin. There's like, a, and you can hear Darth Vader's breathing. And I think have that as like the opening on one of the episodes. Even episode one, have that as like the opening. And then it like, cuts to like Obi-Wan in the present time like waking up and it's like been like a nightmare or like he's reminiscing about it as he then you know oh, that'd as, be cool that would, that would slap I, like I reckon that, that would uh, nice that would go, go hard oh, I reckon Dave Flurney has already pitched that yeah, so. get you get you writing on this show man <laughs> Dave Flurney you heard it here and then when Obi-Wan says oh yeah we don't need to worry about that that's not that, that's not going to happen and then like the Curb Your Enthusiasm music like kicks in it's like do 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 so yeah this fellow, I mean listeners if, if it's on the first episode I've, I've called it you should uh, definitely write into Lucas uh, Lucas Films at Disney and be like this just John Lee fella he's on it he's on it he was on it from the beginning yeah <laughs> this um, boy knows Trying to think of some of the other moments in the trailer which uh, which stood out to me. I think there was a, it was good to see Uncle Owen back. Uh, we mm. saw that moment that he was like staring down the Inquisitor. I thought that was pretty cool. Obviously, I like in the um, Star Wars comics with like the journals of Obi Wan. We saw that there was a bit of like tension and arguments between Obi Wan and Uncle Owen about how Uncle Owen was like you know telling him to leave Luke alone and stuff and that he was causing trouble and bringing trouble to Tatooine and that sort of thing and I think that would be a particularly interesting story to see play out in this show when like literally Obi-Wan's presence brings an Inquisitor or a group of Inquisitors we imagine to Tatooine and seeing how Uncle Owen reacts to that I think that would be some some cool drama to play out Joe Edgerton's a great actor so's Ewan I'd love to see the two of them just going at it just having an argument you know, whilst Luke is sat in the background, like, I don't know what to do about this. I think that'd be cool. Good to see Uncle Owen back again. Yeah, I mean, the only, yeah, I'm trying to think, the only other thing that I've seen, you know, a lot of people talking about and stuff is is uh, one of the shots on that uh, city-looking planet, you know, like, uh, and, like, there's a, it's like a silhouette of someone holding a blaster and everyone's like, that's Han Solo because it's like Han Solo's blaster. Personally, I'm going to go with that is not Han Solo. There's no way they'd throw Han Solo into this show. I'm 99.9% sure it's Obi-Wan. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not Han Solo because, like, in A New Hope, like, one of them would have mentioned it if they'd met each other or something like that. Or, you know, yeah. it's definitely not yeah. Han Solo. So I think it was just a little was, but, Easter like, egg where they were just like, oh, yeah, let's mm-hmm. give this guy Obi-Wan's uh, hands blaster. But I'm pretty sure that's Obi-Wan. Like, I'm pretty sure that's Obi-Wan just because we see a shot of Obi-Wan hiding behind like a barrel or something, shooting at Inquisitors. So I think he's obviously carrying a blast around because if he carries a lightsaber around, that's going to make it more obvious to people that he's a Jedi. Makes sense to me that he would carry around a blaster. Nice little Easter egg for the fans that it's Han's blaster. I think it's probably nothing more than that. Um, I think after Book of Boba Fett and everyone was like, oh, Han might be in the show. I've now gone complete. We're never seeing Han Solo ever again. 
expect to be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no way. I mean, um, yeah. Harrison Ford's never coming back. <laughs> no, I don't think. I really don't think he is. <laughs> I think he's so dumb. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure in any project at some point you might get the uh, the old young Harrison, uh, not Harrison, but the young Han Solo guy from Solo, maybe. But it won't be in this one. He's not going to be in Obi Wan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think it would way. just be too much. We've got a very mm. contained story to tell, and between Obi Wan, Darth Vader, the Inquisitors, Uncle Owen, Little Luke, yeah, there's enough characters in there already. Um, we don't need don't need anyone else to muddy the waters. I want to get some some interesting character studies of our boy Obi Wan, and uh, yeah, I'm hoping that by the by the time we see him at the end of the show, you know he's he's regained some of his hope for the future. Uh, maybe he's uh, he's he's bought himself his hut, and he's like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna move out of the cave, get by myself a wee house. So I can chill out a bit more. Maybe him and Qui Gon have had a couple of beers, like some Force Ghost beers, and they're just sort of chilling. And Obi Wan's in a much better place. Like I'd like that to be, be the sort of the story of it. That, like, even though he comes to terms with he's he's never going to be able to bring Anakin back. You know, his the hope that he's got is that Luke might be able to do it one day. Um, and I just think that would, or maybe he finds out about Leia as well, because obviously he does know about Leia later on in the in the original trilogy when he tells Luke he has a twin sister so maybe he finds out about Leia as well and he's like damn there's a lot of hope still left who knows but that's that's the journey I want to see Kenobi on and I'm pretty excited to see it happen yeah me too I'm really I'm really hoping this you know I've got high hopes for this show and I think it's going to be a good a good character study of um of Obi-Wan and, and see how we get from you know him and Revenge of the Sith to you know the the old wise uh old Ben Kenobi that we get in the original trilogy and I'm <clears throat> I'm sure this. Uh, I mean, Disney will know that this this show is like as much as that Book of Boba Fett was like big and people were hyped. Like this shows different level, gonna, you know, yeah, make or break this Disney. Yeah. You know, if this show doesn't live up or is like just shit, I mean, it's not going to be shit. But if it's just like not good, then Disney's just going to be dead in the water with Star Wars. So this is a real make or break for them, and I, I feel like they've they they know that and they're not going to um they're not going to fudge it up. Oh, yeah, I think I mean, this is their event of the year. Like obviously, mm. Boba Fett was you know big within its own right. Andor will be pretty big. Mando three will be big. But Kenobi is like the event of this year that everyone's going to be talking about. So it's going to be huge. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, to be fair, since um, Disney have taken over Star Wars, they've done a personally a fantastic job. Um, we've got some absolutely fantastic Star Wars content out of them over the last few few years. So. Um, yeah, I'm sure this this is going to be their uh, the the creme de la creme. You know, their um the their, their top project. Yeah, yeah, I've got high hopes. Um, I think my my only question for you before we uh, before we wrap up talking about this trailer is uh, two two Jedi come to mind as characters who could possibly appear in this show. Firstly, is uh, Obi Wan talking to Qui Gon? Obviously, we know that Qui Gon isn't able to like manifest a body that it's just a voice unless they sort of wreck on that and change that. Um, do you think you'll talk to Qui-Gon? And then my other one is what about Yoda? Right. Because when we see old Ben ghost Ben in empire strikes back, he's the one who tells Luke to go to see Yoda on Dagobah. So he knows that Yoda's on Dagobah. Does he know that Yoda's on Dagobah because he's a force ghost and he could just see everything or did he already know that? before he died in which case has 
Obi-Wan gone to visit Yoda on Dagobah. Could that happen in the show? What are your opinions on either of those? Oh, two great questions. One, I think, yeah, I think Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon are going to have a, some conversations. Um, I feel like that's too good an opportunity to miss. Um, and I think, I mean, Yoda definitely mentioned, does Yoda definitely mention it in Revenge of the Sith? I feel like he, I feel like he alludes to it. I'm trying to think. I think he definitely alludes to it or something like that. Um, and then, yeah, I think Obi-Wan might go see Yoda at some point in the show. Or maybe they won't, he won't go to Dagobah. They'll be somewhere else. And then Yoda's going to be like, I'm going to Dagobah. And that'll be the last time Obi-Wan sees him. So then Obi-Wan tells Yoda to go, tells Luke to go to Dagobah. I think that's. Oh, no. It's, um, it's been confirmed in a comment recently that Yoda went straight to Dagobah after Avengers. Oh, yeah, I've not read that. Yeah, embarrassed. I've embarrassed myself. Never left Dagobah. Oh, we don't know if he never left Dagobah, but that was the first place he went after Avengers Sith. So as far as we're concerned, oh, okay. he stayed there for 20 years. So uh, yeah, I'd, be, I'd like to see Obi-Wan go and speak to Yoda because I think obviously Obi-Wan knows about Leia, but doesn't necessarily know that Leia's also force sensitive. And I think that's something that Yoda figures out because there's a whole thing about how Yoda would have rather trained Leia than Luke in one of the, from a certain point of view, stories about Yoda. So I think it would be interesting if like they had that conversation, they were like, oh yeah, stuff goes wrong with Luke. Don't worry about it. His sister's like force sensitive as well. So we could just bank on her if anything goes wrong with Luke. Like I think that would be an interesting, I think Qui-Gon, I'm like willing to bet 99.9% chance they've got Liam Neeson back for a Qui-Gon voiceover scene. Yoda, I'll put it about 40% chance. I think it's more than the less chance, but I would like to see it because I think it would support Obi-Wan's character. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I was going to make a Plo Koon joke, but I was like, oh, that's just not worth it. After, uh, was it, that was the, uh, that was a fake leaks, wasn't it, from Mandalorian season one that Plo Koon was <laughs> the, back. The Plo Koon, yeah, yeah. I know, yeah. Mace, it'll be me, Mace Windu, mate. Everyone knows that Mace Windu didn't die, he's still out there. All the boys, <laughs> all the boys are going to get back together on Dagva. Crack open a couple beers, act like nothing's gone wrong. <laughs> yeah, and Mason just be like, I fucking told you. I told you. We should, we should have sorted this boy out. <laughs> it was trouble from the get-go, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it was trouble. But yeah. Anything else you wanna you wanna add about the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer? Uh nah. I think that's that's it. I mean, I'm just just uh, bloody excited. Like when's it gone out? May Less than two months to go. Less than two months yeah. to go. Oh, I'm just, I can't believe it. I'm unbelievably gassed. Yeah, me too. I thought it was a great trailer. Obviously, it's a couple of weeks now. We're a bit late to the party, but it was a couple of weeks ago. Um, but yeah, I thought it was an unreal trailer. Really got me hyped. As you said, like the music, everything just like <clears throat> really feels like a story, which is trying to bridge the, the pre- prequel trilogy with the original trilogy and, you know, really tell a fascinating story. And, you know, as a big Rebels fan as well, there's a lot of a lot of Rebels stuff in there that I think they're uh, they're leaning into heavily with Inquisitors and that sort of thing. So yeah, I'm I'm dead excited. I think it's going to be a pretty special show. And uh, oh god, counting down the weeks until we finally get to see it, it's going to be incredible. Mm, yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be oh, it's going to be Star Wars magic. I right, for like some sort of like noise. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> like a like a yeah <laughs> right okay so here we are in May talking about the new Obi Wan Kenobi trailer which dropped on May the fourth on Star Wars Day which was just last week it was a, a brilliant day 
new Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer. Uh, it was a fantastic trailer. Again, I think I prefer this new one to the old one. Um, how are we feeling, John? Are you, are you excited about this new trailer? I am indeed. I literally just watched it before we started uh, recording this. Mm, and uh, So did I. I'm getting pretty hyped. Yeah. Goosebumps and uh, the excitement is building. It is. It is. Did you uh, did you have a nice Star Wars day last week? I did indeed, although it wasn't very Star Warsy during the day. Obviously, I was stuck in the office, although I did manage to, to uh, crowbar in some, some Star Wars chat with some people sitting next to me in the office. Nice. So that's, that was handy. And then... Uh, was it the other day we came home and played a bit of Battlefront and some? I think we did. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. We ran a little bit of Battlefront two v twos, unbeaten, mm. obviously. No one. Yeah, two v twos. Yeah, unbeaten. Clearly. I mean, we're just uh, just the goats at this at this point uh, at the old Battlefront scene. So that, that was nice way to spend Star Wars Day. I haven't played Battlefront in a while, to be fair. It was good. Back into that. We even on the, uh, on the holy day. We even jumped into uh, Fortnite and swung some lightsabers about <laughs> on the, mm. the May the fourth. Game mode. <laughs> it can't. You can't escape Star Wars and the, uh, any game you get into, even Fortnite. You can't escape it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and then the big thing, obviously, that uh, May the Fourth gave us was uh, the new trailer for Obi Wan Kenobi. I uh, <clears throat> I think they dropped like a thing, a teaser in the morning, been like, oh yeah, the new trailer's coming out today. So I saw that before I went into work, and I was like, oh great, here we go. And then I can't remember when it was. I think. It was at some point through the day, one of our mates was just like Kenobi trailer. And then I had to wait a couple hours before I could find some van time to go and sit in the van and watch it. But I was uh, positively hyped and uh, we're just going to spend the next sort of 15, 20 minutes breaking down our thoughts on the on the new trailer. Um, doesn't really affect any of our, uh, I wouldn't say any of our predictions that we were making in the last uh discussion of the obi-wan kenobi trailer has changed that much based on this new trailer but we did get some uh some juicy new shots and bits of dialogue and some darth vader goodness that we can uh, that we can quickly talk about john mm. i think one of the well i'm just gonna relate this back to the original trailer one of the points in this in this trailer that i actually just noticed watching it again was obviously they had the same shot of um you mcgregor looking at luke and then he brings like his eye goggles down and in the original trailer, that's when the Phantom Menace like score like kicks in. And I realized that when I was watching it the second time, this trailer, I was like really waiting for that bit to kick in. Like I could feel like my my anticipation was like really rising. And obviously it doesn't in this trailer because we get a scene with Uncle Owen instead, which is which is great. But it just goes to show how much that music really impacts that first trailer. Because I was honestly it built me up with the excitement for it. Um and then there was no crashing crescendo, but we move. But it was just a it goes back to my point about the music and the, the original point because I was I was hyping myself up just for the anticipation of hearing that score again. Yeah, I think I, I liked what they did with the music in this one. I think the first one definitely was just like, oh, here's all this great music from the prequels that everyone loves. Let's listen to it. Whereas I think this one, they obviously had a bit of a, a, a newer score, which was interesting. But then they had the nice little uh, little Duel of the Fates chords playing right at the beginning that sort of mellow little uh little bit at the beginning with the lucasfilm logo coming over which i quite liked that just instantly makes you sit up in your chair a little bit just like oh, we still aren't forgetting this this all of the fates music it's never going away mm. fantastic beautiful beautiful stuff yeah i mean i mean i haven't actually watched the original trailer again since um our discussion i don't think so i'm not i know they're like they 
had a few of the original shots and the same shots and from the both that are in both trailers. And then obviously we got some new ones um, in this one, which are, I think were cool. I mean, I think we got to see a bit more of a um, bit more of the uh, Inquisitors, uh, especially focusing on. I'm not exactly sure which Inquisitor it is, and I'm sure you'll you'll correct me, Dan. But third that, that lady, that female one, yeah, yeah the third, third sister. sister she, she got a bit more, um, got a bit more screen and uh, audio time in this in this trailer, which mm. is which is interesting. I'm assuming she's going to obviously be the uh, the main antagonist because obviously Vader yeah. can't be around all the time. Otherwise, yeah. you've, got to, you've got to reserve him for special moments. Yeah, I'm getting that vibe. I'm, yeah, let's talk about this because I think we got definitely some more... St- I think like the first trailer was very just sort of like thematically, this is the vibe, this is what we're getting. Whereas this, I feel like we've got some more story elements of just like... It sounds like Reva in particular is like, I want to find Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I don't know if this is the the, the sort of... Uh, or we need to... I, I want to be... I want to impress Vader... So I'm going to find the one person he wants the most, Kenobi, or whether this is straight up, like, I want to overthrow Vader, like, get in the Palpatine's good books. How am I going to do that? Find Kenobi. Not sure what's going on there, but I'm liking this idea that this third sister character clearly wants to find Kenobi. All the other Inquisitors is like, he's dead. There's no, it's no use. You're not going to find him. And she's like, nah, we're finding him. So I, I like that aspect of the trailer. And I think it sort of explains a little bit, you know, how Obi-Wan Kenobi is going to come into this story and how, you know, he's going to leave Tatooine and go on this adventure clearly because I think the uh, the Inquisitors clearly come to Tatooine because we see that brilliant shot. I think it's one of my favourite shots in the trailer of the Grand Inquisitor who, I must say, his head looks better in this trailer. I don't know if they've done a little bit of visual effects trickery or something his head looked pretty good um the fifth brother and the third sister walking off the ship onto Tatooine so clearly they come to Tatooine maybe after another Jedi catch of we sniff of Obi-Wan in the wind and then that's them chasing them who knows but I'm liking this dynamic that they're creating that at least for the first three or four episodes it's going to be sort of Kenobi getting chased by this Reva this third sister until until, as she said, you can't hide from him. The big, the big boy Vader comes comes to deal with things at the end. What are you thinking about the sort of the the direction that the story seems to be taking? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> completely agree. I think this is gonna it's really given us a bit more story vibes about how uh, you know Obi Wan is forced off tattooing because obviously that's a big question: is you know, what did he do for twenty? 25 years or whatever on Tatooine just chilling and killing and no, and you know the big question is obviously always and no no one thought just just check Tatooine slightly I mean that's a bit of a backwater planet but no one's thought just we'll, we'll just have a quick look obviously they, someone didn't have that brilliant idea uh, to go do that so it's interesting to see what Obi-Wan's up to offside off Tatooine and, and that's uh, that's going to be some interesting stuff what I, what I like they've uh, let me uh, mumble over my words what well, like what they've done is in this trailer as well as they've given us some nice action shots of uh, Obi Wan, you know, a bit of hand to hand combat and uh, some blaster work. But I think I just know there's going to be people, and this the show, you know, wraps up. And I, I don't think there's going to be a lot of lightsaber action with Obi Wan because you know his whole point is a Jedi in hiding. He's not going to be whipping out the lightsaber for thirty seconds. So I like how they in the trailer they've given us some blaster shots and just some combat without the lightsabers. I think that really makes the point that Obi-Wan's not going to be swinging his lightsaber around willy-nilly. Um, so hopefully that will give the fans 
the anticipation of what's actually going to come from the fights and stuff and not to expect too much lightsaber action from Obi-Wan, which I think is, is needed. Get out there early before people get disappointed. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's cool seeing Obi-Wan like kicking some ass in hand-to-hand combat and using a blaster because obviously, you know, you know the meme from Revenge of Sith is like so uncivilized, isn't like the blaster, but he's having to use it quite a bit in this trailer. Yeah, I think I agree with you, John. I, I like the idea that he doesn't really pull his lightsaber out until he has to fight Vader. I think that's a more compelling idea to me that, you know, realistically, as he said, he's a Jedi in hiding. He shouldn't just be whacking his lightsaber out left, right and centre. So I think, you know, seeing him have to use his wits and his his hand-to-hand strengths and that sort of thing is, I think, quite compelling. And then, you know, him having to resort to the lightsaber when it comes to facing Vader or maybe even the third sister before he goes on to face Vader. Who knows? But I think, yeah, definitely that's interesting. And I I don't want to see that in any trailer. I want to save that moment where Obi-Wan Kenobi lights his lightsaber for you know, us sort of watching it on Disney Plus on the day it comes out. I think that's a moment that they should they should save for the fans so it'll feel oh, oh so sweet when we see it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we will use it at some point, let's be real. I mean, we see Vader in this trailer. We know Hayden Christensen's back as Vader. And, you know, we've we've had the rematch of the century confirmed. So we know we'll get some lightsaber action between the two of them at some point. So, yeah, I think savour it and... Make, build it up, make it like a big moment, like the big reveal of Jaws, of the shark and Jaws. I like, had that sort of vibe. You know, like, we're waiting, anticipating it the whole time. Then when eventually it does come, it's oh so sweet. Yeah. And I think what else I like, this this uh, trailer gave us some action of like seeing Reva the Inquisitor swinging her lightsaber about. Um, there was some lots of cool Inquisitor shots. I mean, I'm, I mean, I know we said it when we talked about this trailer the first time around. I'll say it again. Very excited for some Inquisitor action. I really like that they're taking this quite weird idea from Rebels and really, really like leaning into it for this storyline. I think it's really cool. It shows that they're sort of really respecting canon and everything that's been established before. I think it's going to be pretty epic. Um, I mean, obviously, it's cool that like the Grand Inquisitor and the Fifth Brother and that sort of thing are in it, but I really feel like this is going to be a bit of a cat and mouse chase between Kenobi and the third sister, which I think is a really cool concept. I have a theory, John. Do you want to hear my theory? Always, always. So my favourite line of dialogue in this trailer is when she says, when Reva sort of screams, you can't run Obi-Wan. Is it you'll never escape him? Something like that. But Mm. the first thing I notice is she says Obi-Wan. So to me, that sounds like some familiarity there, right? And what we know about Inquisitors is they're like predominantly fallen Jedi. They were previously Jedi who Palpatine sucked up during Order 66 as people who might have an inclination to the dark side and recruited them as Inquisitors. So here's my thought. Reva is an Uh ex-Jedi who's become an Inquisitor. She knows Obi-Wan personally from a mission during the Clone Wars or something. And we're going to get an episode where we're going to get a flashback to the Clone Wars and we're going to see this mission. And then we're going to see Anakin as well during this mission. And we're going to understand like why Reva particularly hates Kenobi. Like, I think that would be really cool if she was like a, a pure, good and honest Jedi. And then something happened in the Clone Wars, which made her hate Kenobi. And that took her on a dark path to being an Inquisitor and has driven her ever since of like, she wants to personally kill Obi-Wan because of some way that he might have wronged her or might some ways she might perceive that he had wronged him in the past. So that's how we're going to get the flashback with Anakin as well. That's my theory. What do you think, John? I like that theory. It's not, 
So I feel like that's not too far fetched. It'd be nice to see a bit of a bit of live action Clone Wars as well, with a bit, you know, Anakin with Hayden and um, Ewan in their like Clone Wars armor um, styles. Like, because I, I don't think we've ever seen those in live action. I think it's just been an yeah, animation no, in yeah. games and, uh, and obviously in the show. So that'd be, that'd be cool to see that in, action, in live action. Um, hopefully, hopefully that also means we get some of my uh, my boys in there, some clones in the background every now and some again. Rex and Cody. Some Cody. Yeah, some clone action, uh, hopefully, as well. But I don't think that's too far-fetched, you know? I think that's uh, yeah. like a quick 10, 15-minute 10, flashback maybe to give her character a bit of depth would be, mm. would be, would be cool. Yeah, I'd like that. I think it would be fun to really establish because uh, I think I think I am getting the vibe that she is going to be sort of until Vader's revealed, like in the you know the final two episodes. I feel like she's going to be the primary antagonist. I think that's <clears throat> fairly obvious from interviews and from the trailers and that sort of thing, which I'm excited about a new character to explore. But I think really establishing a relationship with Obi Wan, I think, is more interesting than her just being an inquisitor who wants Kenobi's head because he's Obi-Wan Kenobi. I think maybe a a history there of, you know, maybe a a mission gone wrong in the Clone Wars or she might have had a Padawan who died in the Clone Wars and she blames Obi-Wan. I don't know, I'm just spitballing here. But I think that would be a pretty cool connection to have. And I think that could really tie the series together and make it all that more emotional Um, and obviously give us that excuse to see Obi-Wan and Anakin back in the Clone Wars fighting together, which I think everyone wants to see. And I don't understand. I don't see how Lucasfilm could have brought Hayden back if they weren't going to have some Anakin stuff. Because obviously when he's in the suit, anyone could be in the suit, really. The voice, they're likely going to use James Earl Jones instead of Hayden, unless they do use Hayden and he's sort of changed his voice up. I don't think they've just brought Hayden to have him hang in you know, all burnt and crisp getting put back together. I think they've brought him back for some Anakin stuff. So that's where my theories are going after after watching this trailer 20 times. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Actually, it would be such a waste to have Hayden back and just have him, yeah, reserved to being hung in his back to tank and then slowly put back together or something like that or just be in the suit. Because, I mean, um, I don't think the scenes of Vader... Or Vader any suit will, will be Hayden anyway because he's he's an absolute tower of a figure, um, Darth Vader. So they'll probably get some some stunt doubling or some body actor or something. So yeah, I think if they didn't have Hayden in for Anakin scenes, he literally would have nothing to do. I could so. uh, honestly, I could see them using using Hayden for the for the burnt Vader body. I think just mm-hmm. a load of prosthetics and that sort of thing. I think they will use him for that, which I think will be quite emotional seeing you know the, uh, Anakin as this just pathetic burnt crisp of a of a man um i think that will be really interesting to see i mean let's talk about it john uh, the the vader of the trailer what was your uh, what was your initial reaction when you uh you saw that shot of the hand going into the the crispy disgusting arm how did you how did you feel when you saw that and heard the breaths oh i mean it was oh unreal i think what's really interesting about the way they introduced Vader in the trailers, like they could have just given him like a like a cool badass entrance, like a I don't know, like a quick thirty second Rogue One sort of like intro or something, him doing something. But I think it it's a purposeful choice of them introducing him in like his vulnerable, being put back together sort of phase. You know, it's like he's, we're being like almost like reintroduced to the character of like he's almost like 
Iron Man like suiting up for the first time, sort of thing, to then come out onto the trailer for the big reveal. Um, so yeah, I think I think we're going to get some some nice um, obviously shots, maybe of Vader like in his castle, like doing. I, don't, I was going to say doing what he does, and he's like downtime but it doesn't really have much downtime chilling in Bacta basically yeah <laughs> and maybe like some I'm going back to what I said earlier in this episode um, maybe we'll get some some nice scenes of like the force versions of Vader when he's like meditating in his chamber and stuff because I, I feel like they wouldn't purposely show us like a, a vulnerable like weak Vader without them doing something with it in the show um, so I think I think that's, that's a little tease that we're going to see a bit more of like the actual like Vader character instead of just Vader the the murdering psychopath sort of thing. Mm, um, yeah, that's my predictions definitely. anyway. Oh no, it got me so hyped! Like when Reva sort of shouted, "You can't hide from him" or whatever she said. Like just that cutting straight to the shot of the arm. Oh, mm. give me chills! Give me chills! And then yeah, like seeing the the sort of the plate, the sort of robotic plate getting stabbed straight into his chest, like. It looks is they're making the suit look painful as well, which is a, a really interesting detail from like wider canon that doesn't really get picked up on in the films either about how the suit hurts, you know, Anakin inside and sort of helps to fuel the rage and the anger and that sort of thing. So I think showing that and really giving us some time with Vader, I don't think I don't think they intend to um what's the word like make us feel an immense amount of sympathy for him or um, really humanise him too much because he is still Vader at the end of the day. But I think part of Vader's character is sort of that tragedy aspect of him. And I think exploring that a little bit more and ultimately we know that this series isn't going to end with Vader coming back to the light. He's going to end with Kenobi failing to to bring him back to the light because Obi-Wan's going to fail and Luke's going to succeed 10 years later. So you know, we know that that's how things are going to end, but seeing that journey of like, you know, this guy is so far gone, even his, you know, his best buddy, his brother from the past can't, can't save him. And I think seeing that happen when they're, you know, fully formed Darth Vader and a slightly wiser and more, um, I imagine troubled Obi-Wan Kenobi, I think is going to be really, really exciting. Yeah, exactly. I'm hoping to see a bit like, um, I don't know, almost like having, I want to see the emotional side of Obi-Wan to, to face Invader as well. Obviously we can, we want to see the like big, um, like fight and not rematch and stuff, but I'm really hoping that they, they, they come out with the, the emotional side of like how it affects Obi-Wan, like his failings and stuff. And I know we mentioned it back in the original recording of this podcast, but I think, I think this trailer is really helping us, helping set the scene for maybe like a more, character-driven storyline which is obviously what star wars is uh when it's at its best it's always like character-driven stuff it's not just mad action and people swinging lightsabers and jumping and leaping about like that's obviously always very exciting but star wars is always at its best when it's like character-driven moments and i think this i know it's only like what like a two-minute trailer but i think it's 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 helped setting the scene for me personally that we're going to get a good mixture of of both those things um yeah action chases character drama all of it mm. <laughs> the full shebang in terms of character drama we have to briefly mention <clears throat> uncle owen <laughs> the savage <laughs> obviously the the line that really blew my mind from this trailer was obviously everyone saying when the time comes he must be trained and then 
Um, <laughs> Uncle Owen said, like, you trained his father. That is a burn right there. <laughs> How did you react to that, John? Yeah, I was just like, oh, damn, that, that's cold. I was like, just I know when Obi Wan's face off, it's just like, uh, I love like, yeah. like the memes that came off <laughs> the it memes. Just like, yeah. yeah, that is definitely was... an intentional edit for the trailer. That's not how the scene's going to play out. Is <laughs> that like little look to the floor? But I just love the way they did it for the trailer of Obi Wan being like, "Fuck, he's got me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which then also means that Obi Wan's gone back to Tatooine and obviously had to explain to Uncle Owen like what's happened to Anakin because obviously the wider universe or galaxy has no idea that Anakin is Darth Vader. Or that Anakin's dead, or like whatever he's told Uncle Owen. But obviously, he's then had to go back and have that conversation with Uncle Owen, no matter what he's told him. So, um, uh, that's sort of again another emotional bit for Obi Wan, you know, having to go and explain to Uncle Owen that either Anakin's dead or that Anakin is now like this notorious Darth Vader. So, you know, either way, it's uh, Obi Wan's not having a fun conversation with Uncle Owen there. No, definitely not. And I I don't know if this is something that's been answered in canon, but I'm very much under the impression that Obi-Wan thinks Anakin is dead literally until this show. Because, you know, the, the shot of Obi-Wan, like, right at the end of the trailer after you hear the breath and he's just sort of, like, looks up and there's that, like, look in his face of just, like, fear and shock. I almost think that's the moment where, like, Obi-Wan senses Vader in the Force for the first time and is like, oh, shit, like, Anakin's still kicking about. I don't know if you get the same vibe, but that's sort of what I'm feeling there. Of just, like, that's him being like, oh, shit, like, that's Anakin. I have a funny feeling it is in canon somewhere. I just have a, I just have a, in the back of my mind, an image of Obi-Wan looking at, like, a, hello, a hollow projection of Darth Vader and then just, like, putting two and two together. But I might have made that up. Uh, yeah, it sure might. You know, maybe it's something that they have done that kind of rings the bell as well. Maybe they retcon it or something for this. Who knows? But I, I definitely think that shot is him being like, "Oh shit, this is Anakin." Whether this is him realizing it for the first time or being like, "Oh yeah, this Darth Vader dons around the corner. I'm gonna have to deal with Anakin again." Who knows? But yeah, I think there's definitely going to be some uh, some dramatic moments. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, there's. There's so much to look forward to from this. And we've only got, how many days is it? Today's Monday the 9th. Oh, it's... Uh, Three weeks? Uh, Ish. Give or take. That's like two weeks and two days, I think. Yeah. No. yeah. Is it, is... Does it drop on the Friday? It drops on the Friday, doesn't it? The first day, the first two episodes drop on the Friday. So it's two weeks and four days. I mean, that is just... Oof, it's not long. Who would have thought this day would come? Who would have thought? Come in. I think there's just two other things I wanted to pick up from from the trailer before we wrap up. Quick one, Purge Troopers. Did you notice the Purge Troopers, John? I did. Oh, yeah, they were cool. Little, uh, little were cool, cool characters from Fallen Order, Jedi Fallen Order, the great video game, who uh, were pain in the ass to fight. Um, pretty excited to see them in the, in the trailer to show that not only are we going to have some cool new Stormtrooper designs, uh, but also they're uh, they're respecting and honouring the uh, the video games in canon. I like that. I'm excited to see the Purge Troopers. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's just it's just nice that um, all these things from like, the wider Star Wars are now coming in to like be on the face of like the mainstream stuff that like the more casual fans are going to find and see and stuff. That's I think it's just always nice, um, and it's just for obviously the hardcore fans and things who will dive into any sort of Star Wars multimedium anywhere in the in the spectrum. It's nice to see that they all come come to the forefront, I suppose, and on the main on the main screen 
on the main main projects of Star Wars. It's always nice. Yeah, definitely. I think the only the, the other thing that I noticed was uh, when <clears throat> Revel was talking about like bounty hunters and the 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 galaxy scum and villainy chasing after Obi Wan. There was a shot of a uh, a droid shooting at Obi Wan. Now he is the same um, the same type of droid as Forlom. Uh, whether this is actually Forlom from the uh, from Empire Strikes Back, Forlom Zuckus original bounty hunter, or whether this is just a uh, a droid of the same model, but you know different version. Who knows? But could this be Forlom? Could this be a cool little bounty hunter inclusion from the uh, original trilogy? Mm. I'm not sure, but if it is, I'll be pretty down for it because Forlom's a cool character. Mm. It's just, oh, I mean the the. Peak excitement for the show. I mean, there's any they just keep delivering more and more and more. It's just I can't wait for it to come out. It's just, it's, I've got a funny feeling it's going to be the best Star Wars show ever. I've said it. And my expectations are high. Yeah, I've, I've, I've put it up. That trailer definitely like had me sold on like this is going to blow everything else out of the water. Um, so yeah, very excited. I just remembered one. I keep on saying one last thing, but I just remember there was another thing I wanted to I wanted to bring up. There was a shot in the trailer of uh, Kumail Nanjiani, who's a great actor, who's going to be in this. Mm. And yeah, you know who is uh, John? And he was wearing robes, which to me looked a bit like Jedi robes. Now I don't know if I'm just reading into things too much, and he's just a bloke in robes, or if he's actually wearing Jedi robes. Could he be another surviving Jedi of Order sixty six who's you know, trying to find Kenobi and by him finding Kenobi, the Inquisitors find Kenobi and he's the one who fucks it up for everyone. I don't know, but I kind of liked, I like that idea. Not sure if that's where it's going to go, but I'm a big fan of this actor. So happy to see him in it. But uh, yeah, what did you think? Did you, uh, did you have that same thought? Um, I didn't actually notice what he was wearing. To, I've watched the trailer twice now. I still didn't notice. I was just surprised the very first time I saw it to see him. Um, not sure why, but I saw Hello, he's back. I mean, I know Disney like to um, like to include, like to go back to the same actors and stuff. You know, once they get a trusted trusted person in, they don't they tend to you know keep them around. Obviously, like Oscar Isaac going from Star Wars to Marvel. Um, obviously, this fellow going from Marvel to Star Wars. I'm trying to think of more examples, but I'm running dry. Um, but you know, it's, it's good to see him, and it's uh, I'm sure it'll be a nice little inclusion. I I, th- I don't think you could be far wrong um, the inclusion of another Jedi. But sadly, that only means that at some point in the show, he's probably going to meet his bitter end. Because, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, there's, a, there's only a handful of Jedi still alive by the time mm-hmm. we get to uh, like New Hope and Empire and stuff. So um, I mean, was, he will meet his sweet end. Yeah. It would certainly be a good way to show that the Inquisitors mean business, wouldn't it? To establish mm-hmm. them as scary villains if they just offed good old Kumail Nanjiani in the first episode or something. That would be pretty tragic. <laughs> Yeah, but first 10 minutes, he just gets murked. <laughs> He's never seen it in Star Wars again. <laughs> It'd be sad, but it would probably, you know, really set the stakes quite high in the show. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just one of those things. I mean, it could, be, it could literally be anything. I feel like you probably are right, because I felt they wouldn't include him in the trailer if he wasn't adding to the storyline somewhere because he's I mean he's a big actor but he's not like yeah. Brad Pitt you know like you, you chuck him in for like you know the wow factor um, so he'd just must, be a fellow farm boy to... you know he could just be a fellow <laughs> farm boy maybe 
Yeah, you must have something to uh, to contribute to the storyline. <laughs> we shall see. Well, I think it's safe to say that this uh, this second trailer has definitely increased our excitement even more past the levels that we already were excited. There was also the incredible poster, which is already my lock screen on my phone. I absolutely love the, the new poster of Obi-Wan with a little thingy of Vader right in the middle of his heart in the background. I think that looks incredible. So I'm buzzing. Can't really uh, express how much more me and John are incredibly excited for this show. Not long left to wait. And uh, yeah, it's going to be mad. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's one of those things where I keep forgetting it's coming as well, which I think is is actually quite handy because if I was thinking about waking up and thinking about it every day, I don't think I could I could handle the anticipation. So I keep I keep forgetting it's coming and I'm surprised every day, like I'll I'll be scrolling through Twitter and then there's another like someone's tweeted about it. I'm like, Oh yeah, so your one's coming in like two weeks and it's like, oh like a like a kid at Christmas every time I, I get reminded of it. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. Oh definitely. Yeah, very exciting times. Um, so yeah, that, that about wraps up our, our thoughts on the new Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer. It's good to be back for podcasting again, John. It literally has been like two months, so it's it's good to be back chatting about it. Yeah, I mean, what what a better way to uh, get back into the Stars podcast and then to talk about uh, Obi-Wan, or the Obi-Wan trailer. Obi-Wan trailer. So uh, I think we'll hand back over to our uh, past selves to uh, to close out the show. <laughs> Back to back to past, John. You're doing such a good job, mate. Keep it up. <laughs> Keep it up, guys. Cool. I think we might need to uh at some point on the podcast, we might need to do like a like a top five Obi-Wan Kenobi moments or top five Obi-Wan Kenobi quips. <laughs> <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi lines yeah, of dialogue. Absolutely. Yeah, I think we might need to have an episode dedicated to Kenobi at some point just to just to get ourselves hyped and ready for the show when it whenever it comes out. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That'll be a... That'll be a fun episode. Oh, I'm excited for that already. Super excited. Right. I think that about covers it all. Slightly shorter episode today, but uh, we, uh, we, we're we glad to be back. It's been a couple of weeks since we did our last episode. Uh, I think hopefully we'll be able to get back into a bit of a role with it, but I've moved house again. I'm now living in Glasgow. So it's been of like, I moved from Edinburgh back home now back to Glasgow. So it's just been all over the place. So finding time to, record podcasts is a little bit limited but we're, we're back we're, we're managing and hopefully we'll have another one out soon not much in my life is as drastic as yours dan i've not moved anywhere i'm just uh i like to say i'm busy sitting pretty yeah uh, yeah I, th- I like to say i'm busy but i think the uh my accurate term is uh is lazy and uh busy watching tiktoks all day <laughs> Uh, seems to be how I feel my pastime. <laughs> also, I actually had quite a productive COVID isolation period. I rewatched all of season two of Rebels. I uh, I watched Solo and Rogue One. For some reason, I just felt like watching both of them. I've read like three quarters of Midnight Horizon, the High Republic book, my last High Republic book to get finished off. Catching up with Star Wars comics. I've been had a super productive time. I need to catch up with those Star Wars comics, actually. Oh, yeah, it's kicking off. Well, it's good, yeah, it's good comics. Oh, yeah. Crimson Rain, uh, the third issue of Crimson Rain was top, top tier. I really liked it. Oh. Yeah. No, I'll have to catch up on that. Yeah. On the yeah. comicsology. Oh, right. Should we wrap it up there? Mm. Why not? So if you've, uh, if you've enjoyed the episode, don't forget to uh, follow it, like it, subscribe to it on whatever podcasting app you use. Leave a review, leave a rating if you can on your podcast provider. You can now on Spotify. So give, give us a little rating. It helps us out. Uh, we <laughs> used to 
publish new episodes every week. We haven't been that regular recently, but uh, we will try our best to get back to somewhat weekly-ish schedule um, as soon as we can. We're also on social media at Life of Vader's Castle on Instagram. Been post, I posted a book review there recently, which is the first one I've done in a couple of months. So I'll be back with some more book reviews and that sort of thing coming up soon. So uh, follow us on Instagram, um, at Vader's Castle Pod on Twitter. And then we're live from Vader's Castle on YouTube as well. We've got some of our episodes uploaded onto YouTube. So we're all over the place if you want to follow us. Um, and... I'm not sure what our next episode will be. There's definitely a couple of things I've got on the top of my head. John might have a couple of ideas as well, but we'll uh, we'll be back soon with, uh, with a new episode. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much for listening, guys. Uh, see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.